Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Tactical Strength and Conditioning Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Chris. And today, we're going to get a little bit more into uh, core development. I mentioned it in my last podcast about, you know, core strength and the, the functionality with uh, different loads. Um, and today, we're going to get kind of more into a little bit of the programming. So what you can and can't do or what you should and shouldn't do uh, when you're considering to uh, program a lot of this stuff into your 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 workouts okay so but before we get started you know I would like everybody to show their support and there are a few different ways you can do that you can head over to the main site on anchor and you can show your support by giving a monthly donation and these donations are actually going to help build and promote my uh, website when I get it up and running. Uh, and what's gonna be on there are various different forms of um, pre-made uh, workout programs, but they're gonna be a little bit different than like a lot of the stuff that you get from like bodybuilding.com or some of these other uh, influencers on, on the internet that claim that these, uh, these programs are the best. Or it, it, it's gonna be a lot uh, more in depth than what they're doing. Um, so that's one of the things that these um, donations are going to go to um, to help build that up. Uh, also, the other thing that's going to be on the website is I'm going to go in more in depth into a lot more exercise execution, uh, healthier eating, uh, some tips and tricks to kind of get uh, all your nutrients in uh, so you can live a, a happier and healthier life and, 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 and a longer life. Uh, for those of you there out there that have kids like myself, you know, you kind of want to be around as long as you can for them as as well. Um, so that's one of the things that those monthly donations are going to go to. OK, now I do understand that in today's day and age, you know, money is tight. You might like the content that I'm putting out there, but you really don't want to donate. And I understand that. And that's perfectly, perfectly fine. But there are other ways that you can show your support. Number one, you can subscribe to the podcast. Number two, you can share it with your family and friends or anybody who you feel that could benefit from this, not only in the, the, the tactical field, but just anybody in general. Because, you know, a lot of the stuff that I do explain, I try to um, compare it to regular active uh, daily living that you could use. Um, so you can do that. You can like, share, subscribe, and, and you know, share it with family and friends. Also, one other way that you can is you can also head over to my Instagram page and you can actually um, follow me over there and um, be active on my page, please. Uh, you know, comment, like, you know, ask questions and, you know, try and go more in depth into some of the stuff that I am uh, presenting on my Instagram. I like it when people interact and, and, and comment on me so it gives me a, a chance to kind of you know, dig deeper into some of the stuff that I'm talking about over there. So my Instagram handle, for those of you that do not know, is Lewis, L-E-W-I-S, the underscore symbol, and C-A. That's over there on Instagram. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by Redcon 1 at the highest state of readiness. They actually got some really, really good supplements over there uh, at Redcon 1. Uh, in fact, the last couple of weeks, I've been using their collagen supplement for joint and uh, bone support. Um, and also their electrolyte supplement, Canteen. I've actually been using that, and I actually feel the difference uh, just in those two supplements uh, that I've actually been kind of incorporating into my uh, normal regimen. And also, for those of you that listen to my podcast on intra-workout uh, nutrition, a lot of the supplements that I do put in my intra-workout uh, mix is I get 
from Brecon One. So you can head over there. You can use my code T20CLewis, that's T20CLEWIS. You'll get 20% off of all your purchases. Okay, so let's get into what we're here for today. And that is core programming and some of the stuff that you can do to kind of work around some of these injuries that you may or, or may not have. Um, so one of the things... Uh, that, well, I guess the first step when you're designing a training program for the core muscle is, you know, to recognize the various movement capabilities, you know, of the, the trunk is uh, when you when you study exercise science or you go to school, they they call this the, the trunk. <laughs> so, you know. You know, so, so strength and condition coaches and, and, and people that are in that field, along with uh, people who exercise, um, they may focus their efforts on individual muscle and muscle groups, you know, such as the, the abdominal muscle as, as a whole. Okay, so however, there are more effective approaches to program design, um, you know, and, and you need to think of this in terms of, of, of movement. You know how your your abdominal wall or your trunk moves. Okay, so almost all functional movements of the trunk in the what they call the the ADLS, and that stands for activities of daily living. You know, so you know your activities for daily living, or if you're in a sport, you know there are combinations or variations of the four basic movement patterns okay and those movement patterns are classified uh as trunk flexion trunk extension trunk rotation and trunk lateral flexion okay so you know a training program that targets the core muscles should include these exercises and require stabilizations against or movement through these patterns okay so it's very important to develop your your core muscle especially as a stabilization because you use that on various different strength exercises which we will get into okay um this uh ensures balance and strength development um and it provides uh even you know the novice uh gym goer or exerciser whatever you want to call yourself you know uh, it gives you the, the ability to design effective uh, programs. Okay, so programming does not have to be overly complicated or difficult. You know, if these basic principles are followed. Okay, so following you know these those four um, those four movement patterns. Okay, so you follow those four movement patterns. You know, we'll discuss in detail. You know, some of the things that will help you, the practitioner or the exerciser or the coach or the trainer uh, when designing training programs for your core muscles. Okay, so the, the thing is, is we used to use a term in the, in the military called KISS, keep it simple, stupid. So that applies here. Okay, so when programming, you keep programming simple, you know, incorporating static and dynamic exercises for the core muscles. Okay, so, you know, you want to have both, but you want to start off slow you know baby steps okay so you move from the simple to the more complex movements you know and that's and this includes open and closed chain um, exercises you also want to make sure that you're periodizing in your volume and your loading schemes are making sure you're periodizing those things okay and you're also using a wide variety of, of, of the different implements okay so 
let's just first start off by saying, you know, let's let's keep it simple. Okay, so you start off by training the four basic movements, which I just described. Okay, you know, movement patterns with dynamic or static exercises. Okay, so if you're a beginner, okay, you would do well to include exercises that train everything on a single plane basic movement. Okay, single plane exercises um, usually are easier to coach. They're usually easier for for you as the, uh, the the gym goer exerciser to learn and to, to, to master, okay? So exercises as, you know, the crunches, so that's for trunk flexion, okay? Hyperextension, that's trunk extension, okay? They, uh, a twist or what, they, what we call a Russian twist, um, that's trunk rotation, okay? And then the side bend, that's lateral flexion, okay? So this right there, those are four very basic exercises that, you know, everybody, you know, you, you basically know how to do. You, you go on YouTube, you see all this stuff, you, you understand the basic concept of it. And those are four very, very basic, you know, exercises that are on a single plane, okay? And it, those can be included in any, any training program um, that you require, okay? So... You know, you can here here's some there on the single plane that, that I can give you. And these are basic core movements. Okay, so for trunk flexion, you on the single plane for, for strength exercise, you can do a reverse crunch. Okay, and you know, for the single plane uh, exercise again for trunk extension is the hyperextension or a glute ham raise is actually another good one. Which a lot of the females like to do that. And then trunk rotation is a Russian twist. Okay. But here are a few other ones that you probably did not know. Okay. Trunk flexion. You can do what we call a jackknife. Trunk extension is bird dog. That is actually a very popular exercise. Even in uh, a lot of guys that want to get ready to deadlift or squat or something like that, they'll do bird dog exercises. Okay. So trunk rotation, you can do the medicine ball seated twist. And for lateral flexion, you can either do, you know, the reverse pendulum, okay? It's where you lay on your back and you have your, your legs lifted up in the air, bent at a 90-degree angle, and then you just basically, they fall from one side to the other, okay? That's basically what that is, okay? So, you know, you incorporate dynamic and static core exercises. So, you know, that's for conditioning of the core muscles, uh, which is important in an activities of daily living as well as in sport. So you can see how a lot of this stuff is actually combining into just the regular person who's just trying to just go to the gym, exercise, living a healthy uh, lifestyle. Okay, so static strength, uh, you know, of the core is necessary for, for stabilization and to hold, you know, the a particular body position for the purpose of pushing or pulling with the, the upper extremities, okay? All right, so for example, okay, keeping, you know, the torso taut is, is very necessary to the safety and efficiency uh, placing a heavy box in an overhead shelf. So you got to make sure that, you know, you have a strong core muscle. You're able to actually keep that, you know, everything nice and compressed when you go to pick up the box and to put it into, you know, the overhead position, especially when you're lifting it overhead. So that simulates into a military press, 
okay? So, you know, there's just something right there that you can do an everyday, you know, an everyday person needs, is you know, and, you know, it's well, it's, it's, it's for everything. It's pretty much the, what I'm, I'm trying to get, gives you the gist. You know, it's not only like, you know, uh, you know, for someone putting a box overhead or, or a football player or a baseball player or even a basketball player to have a strong core. It's, it's for, for everybody. Okay. So there are some examples of, of activities that require, you know, um, you know, the, the dynamic exercises, the conditioning of the core muscles. Okay. And, you know, my, my family, a lot of them live in Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota. And for those of you that live up there know that it snows a lot. So, you know, the dynamic conditioning is shoveling snow, shoveling your driveway right there. Okay. As well as pitching a baseball. Those are some of these dynamic, uh, conditioning exercises that you need for, for two different things, you know, for, for throwing a baseball and for shoveling snow. Okay. So, you know, your complete conditioning of the, of the core muscles should, you know, include performing isometric and dynamic exercises through, through the multiple planes that you, that you have, the three different planes that you have. Okay. So, and, you know, well-conditioned core muscles also increase the, the performance and proficiency when you're doing multi-joint movements, you know, such as squatting or lunging, um, you know, and it also will help decrease the the chance of injury. Okay. I'm not going to say you're not going to get injured out there, you know, God, hopefully nobody does, but I'm just saying it helps reduce the chance of that. So very important why you need to do these exercises. Okay. Now I know a lot of people out there are like, okay, well, you know, you do crunches, you do this, you do that. And I'm not getting a six pack. Well, yeah, you're right. Okay. You're not going to get a six pack from doing these exercises. How you're going to get a six pack, sadly to say, is what you eat, what you put into your body. But you need to train your core muscles for this particular reason. And so a lot of the reasons why I am stating not only for daily activity, but also for, you know, sport athletes, tactical athletes. They're, you know, they're very other things. So I'm showing you why you need to do these things and why you need to incorporate them and not just sit there and say, oh, well, I don't want a six pack. Well, okay, fine, but you still need to train your core muscle. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, so there are cases where dynamic exercises are contradicted because of, you know, pain or injury. Okay, so because of this, you want to get away from the static, um, the dynamic, and you want to go more into the static exercise to be used. Okay, now this comes with everything else. They can do them provided that there's no pain or any cause of discomfort when they're doing this. Okay, so let's just take a person who has lower back pain because a lot of the guys out there in the military and law enforcement community, they experience a lot of this stuff because of all the equipment that they carry. Okay. So let's just say that you, you're doing a, um, dynamic trunk lateral flexion. Okay. Okay. So lateral flexion is, you know, you know, a pendulum or a side bridge or a side bend or, you know, um, a wood shop. Okay. So, but for instance, let's just say, you know, he's doing a, a side bend. Okay. Now you can train that same thing. So he's having pain doing the side bend. So you can train that same type of, um, I guess, musculature 
uh, doing static exercises. Okay, so and a lot of you are probably out there thinking, well, yeah, he can do a side bridge. You're absolutely right. He can do a side bridge. Those muscles involved are involved in lateral flexion, you know, without that dynamic movement. Now, remember, he's got to make sure he doesn't have any pain doing that. So as long as he can do that without pain, that is actually a good alternative for those type of workouts. Okay, so... I'm actually going to give you a few of other like static exercises from the different movement patterns. Okay, so for fl uh, trunk flexion, you know you can do a resistance band walk forward where you have the band over your your hips and then you walk forward and that helps uh, brace the core muscle. Okay, trunk extension is a, a static back extension or what we call a Superman from the from the military. Okay. Um, you know, you got trunk rotation, you got what they call a three-point samurai, okay? Uh, look that up. I'm not going to explain it on here. It gets too in-depth, but, you know, it's it sounds harder than it is. Let's just put it at that. Okay, and then you got lateral trunk flexion, and that's a side bridge. Now, these are all static exercises you can use in place of dynamic exercises. Okay. So one of the other things that you want to think about when you're doing these types of, of programming, okay? One of the other things you want to move from the, the simplest exercises to the more complex, okay? So exercises, uh, you know, they should, be, they should move in this as the body adapts to the training stimulus, okay? So in theory... The idea is to become so strong and proficient in performing basic trunk movement patterns that, uh, and, and then you eventually progress to the more complex movements that require a little bit more skill, maybe a little bit more balance. Okay, so when proficiency and performance on the single plane movements are achieved, then you can start doing multiple plane movements. Okay, so which. Like, again, simple to more complex, okay? So multiple plane movements can be incorporated into the training program after they have mastered these single plane movements, okay? So the basic core movement patterns of the trunk extension and trunk rotation can be trained independently by performing hyperextensions and the medicine ball twist where you throw it up against the ball and you have the reactive ball and it comes back. Just be careful that you don't throw it up against the wall and it comes back and slaps you in the face. Okay, so these single plane movements, you know, they should be mastered before you progress to multiple plane exercises such as, you know, the wood chop, okay? Uh, which, now that incorporates both the trunk extension and rotation simultaneously, okay? So... Then we're going to move into, you know, once you get all that stuff going on, then you can start looking at closed and open chain uh, core exercises, okay? So the closed chains um, is basically a form where the, the, the distal end of the extremity um, is, is fixed, okay? Now, examples of this include push-ups, dips, squats, deadlifts, okay? So, you know, several... Of these closed chain exercises for training the core, you know, that I've mentioned. Okay, these exercises, such as the side bend and the diagonal uh, chop, 
and resistant band walkouts, those are all also excellent, you know, closed chain movements that you can use. Okay. Most, but not all sport movements and activities uh, of daily living involved, you know, ground based chain movements, especially for the lower extremities. Okay. So, you know, the, in the popular sports, you know, football, basketball, soccer, baseball, track and field, golf and hockey, you know, those are all examples of that. Okay, these sports require the body to move in and out of various body position and foot stances. Okay, so it is recommended, in my opinion, to occasionally vary the stance in which the exercise is performed to simulate more closely the type of positions that you might encounter in your daily living, okay? You know, in the case of an athlete, the practitioner can, you know, initially have an, uh, or the trainer can initially have the athlete perform, you know, the core exercises in a stance that closely simulates the actual stances and foot positions uh, that are particular to his or her sport, okay? So for, for ground-based exercises, a variety of stances can be used to, increase the level of difficulty as well as uh, stimulate greater activation of the core muscles, okay? Like there are three basic stances um, that can be altered uh, with very level of dif- difficulty, you know, and we can go over like uh, a squat stance, a lunge stance, and a single leg, okay? So the level of difficulty for each stance can be increased by shortening the width, okay? So you you take a squat, for example, and you're squatting and you have your feet wider than shoulder width apart. And then the narrower your feet come closer together, the harder it's going to be for you to squat. Um, um, or there, you're going to get more activation out of the core when you're squatting like that. Okay. And the same thing with the uh, like walking lunges. You do walking lunges. Now, the further, the wider out your, your lead foot is from the, the, the rear foot, the more balanced and more stable it's going to be. It's not going to be as difficult. Now you start bringing that foot closer and closer and closer in more to the center line. It's going to become a little bit more difficult for, you know, those, the, the balance in the core and everything else like that for that. Okay. So now, you know, open chain exercises, um, they can be performed, you know, where the distal end, you know, is not on any fixed surface. Okay. So open chain exercises are also very effective and, you know, maybe used in core training program when it's applicable, okay? So, for instance, uh, you take a three-way hanging knee raise, okay? And that is a good exercise to train the core muscle through the what's called the frontal and the sagittal plane, Okay? Now, while simultaneously you're training those core muscles, you're also involving grip strength, okay? Now, this would be beneficial um, to someone who wrestles, okay, where grip strength and core strength, um, you know, are, are very heavily involved with his, his sport, okay? Um, this would be important, you know, for him, you know, and his performance, you know, a reverse hyperextension machine is also a great tool and that tra- trains the posterior uh, the posterior chain. 
okay, or the posterior core muscle, you know, the, your glute and your, your, your spine, okay, and it can be used in, in place of, you know, trunk extension movements, okay, you know, the reverse hyper machi- hyperextension machine, it keeps the upper body in a fixed position, um, and it only allows uh, movements to occur in the lower extremities, okay, this you know, it trains many of the uh, the same uh, muscles as trunk extension movements without any, I guess, extra movement, you could say, of the uh, the trunk muscles, okay? So that's a little bit uh, more into uh, the, the core muscles and, and, and programming considerations. There's a lot more uh, that involves in it, like periodization and loading schemes. Which, you know, eventually we'll get into um, here later in the podcast. Um, that's going to uh, do it for today's podcast. Um, if you guys have anything that you want to hear or, you know, topics like what we just discussed, if you want me to go a little bit more into it uh, with, you know, the, the program considerations and kind of what I do for... Um, my clients and what I train them on. Uh, just go ahead, drop me a line and uh, and send me a message and just you know tell me what you guys want to hear. And so that'll be it for the the podcast today. Just remember to like and subscribe, and of course um, share with your family and friends. If you have any other comments, suggestions, you know, go ahead. Message me either here or on Instagram. I'll get back to you as well as I can. So everybody out there, please have a safe weekend. Please stay injury-free. Tomorrow is Sunday, and it's going to be a new week to go out there and crush your goals and start living uh, a healthier lifestyle. So until next time, you guys, please be safe and happy lifting.